0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the 3304 Sports Podcast. I'm Colpium Burcham, joined alongside, of course, by Jason Meichner. We're going to be having a little bit of a recap here of that Boston College game that took place last night. We are recording this uh, the day after here on September 11th. Um, and with uh, the, the game in mind, and just go ahead and give just the flat basis of it, Virginia Tech looks good. And they won by 17, 27-10 win for the Hokies.
1: Yeah, it was an absolutely dominating performance by the Hokies. I mean, we'll get into it a little bit, but this defense was absolutely insane last night.
0: It was really, really good. Uh, We'll go ahead and just break down this game a little bit piece by piece. Uh, Right off the bat, Boston College failing on that first drive in tremendous fashion where the first throw of the game by Yurkovic was an interception for Virginia Tech, and that led into a score for Jalen Holston. That's, to be honest, perfectly honest, that's most of what Jalen Polson did last night. Not a overwhelmingly positive performance for him, but we'll get into that and whatnot shortly. But on top of that, the Hokies went in, out and took that 17-point lead uh, throughout the first half with a Keishon King 65-yard run capitalizing the end of that half for the, the positive momentum for the Hokies. And then Boston College tried to get back and do it. They got 10 points unanswered, but Virginia Tech got yet another touchdown in field goal uh, with Will Ross getting that field goal, and Caleb Smith, someone who we were kind of nervous that was going to be able to be, uh, that may miss the game, actually did suit up and sport that touchdown. Very, very, uh, like, like, very gutsy, very strong of him to be able to go out there, really wanting to go and show out the lane, and he did so. He was the leading receiver for the team, three seconds, 50 yards, and a touchdown. So with that in mind, kind of breaking down both sides of the ball, I think we need to start off here with, I think, the strongest side of the ball, which was most certainly the defensive side, looking really good against Boston College.
1: Yeah, it was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Jokovic had absolutely no time in the pocket. Uh, their run game was basically
0: nonexistent nice. all game long. Uh yeah, I was agreeing. The, the The run game was pretty lifeless.
1: Yeah, I mean, the way they were able to get in the backfield, um, the the field, uh, uh, what's the word?
0: Field position.
1: Yeah, field position that they they put Boston College in. I mean, they were backed up in the end zone. What? Four or five times last night? Yep. Close to getting one of those. Abs absolutely insane. Almost a chance for three safeties. Not able to get any of them, but wow. Defense looked probably the best. It's looked in in years last night.
0: Yeah, I mean, I will point out one thing
1: which is, though the
0: defense looks good, a lot of it was because of how bad Boston College's offensive line is. It is not what they normally recruit for the talent that they can find at that offensive line. It was not good at all. But that is not to take away anything from the defense that forced multiple turnovers, almost forced the safety, as we mentioned. And on top of that, came out of the game with five sacks and 10 tackles for loss. Uh, Like, really, really... Really good uh, overall performance from the defense. Uh, Big shout out to uh, Tywin Garbutt, who had uh, three tackles for loss as well as one of the sacks. Big performance from him and, of course, a big performance from Armani Chapman with the uh, sole interception of the game right at the beginning of it. Um, The defense certainly doing a lot, but, uh, you know, as I mentioned, not only was the offensive line not great for Boston College, honestly, Yurkovic was very disappointing to me. He seemed to be missing on a lot of throws that he should have been hitting. Uh, was the, you know, the offensive line did him no favors, but he certainly took a lot more pressure than I think he should have taken. Uh, just not a great performance there from the uh, the senior.
1: Yeah, I know. Letting, the offensive line lend five sacks in, yeah, that's on them, but also Dirkovic needs to get the ball out a little faster. Um, he definitely sat in the pocket a little more than he should have mm-hmm. last night.
0: Yeah. So the defense continued its strong ways. It uh, Old, Old Dominion, uh, limited some of the uh, mistakes that they made in this game and had a great performance against Boston College. But then as well, the offense had a good performance. Now, of course, there was a little bit of help from uh, the defense as well, including the fact that I believe this is the least amount of rushing yards Virginia Tech has conceded to a side since uh, like 2012, I think, was the stat. They only allowed four rushing yards on 26 carries. Uh, Twelve of those counting as Yarkovics. um but for Virginia Tech the offense moved really, really well. Um, what were some of the big factors for that offense being able to move last night?
1: Just field position. I mean, the the defense did really well. The uh, Danny Longman had to punt a lot last night, and his leg got tired. So, uh, average field position for the Hokies was phenomenal. Um, I believe their average starting field position was their own 40, if I'm not mistaken, and a little bit past that. I mean, so not not much moving the Hokies have to do for getting down the field. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's a lot of points to be able to put up 27 with only uh, 280 yards of offense. Um, not like that's too, too crazy, but certainly is a little bit of a sign of the uh, production from the defense that helped uh obviously though as well Keishon King was dynamic when he was in uh to be fair three of his carries went for negative one yard but the one carry that broke away broke away for the 65 yard touchdown good from him Holston again wasn't too great uh the offensive line itself wasn't that great as well um not much room kind of given for our running game uh a little bit for Grant Wells as well um Holston only put up uh, 48 yards on 20 carries, not the best look for someone that we thought would be 1A, 1B with uh, uh, Malachi Thomas coming to this season. And then on top of that, I think, I outside of this, and we'll bring up the, the next player shortly, I'll bring up a different player shortly, but honestly, Connor Blumrick was low-key one of our best players in that game. He put together a really solid performance for the Hokies. You
1: know, he looked really, really good last night. Um... And from transferring or going from a quarterback transferring to a tight end, and this is his first season playing as receiver, I'm not mad about it. I mean, he looked really, really good out there. Mm -hmm.
0: Very, very uh, good performance from him. Five receptions, 46 yards. The most receptions on the team, not too far off in the amount of yards that Caleb Smith had, in which do you keep in mind that most of those yards came from the 43-yard bomb. Uh, of a touchdown, or actually, was that the touchdown? No, I don't think it was. No, it was a touchdown, right? I might be crazy. It was the sideline catch. It was the sideline catch. Yeah, it wasn't the touchdown. The touchdown came shortly after. But, uh, yeah, but still that sideline catch, that beautiful one hand grab again, big shot to Caleb Smith, like very, very uh, uh, gutsy of him, very strong of him to be able to play uh, while banged up a little bit. And the last thing I have to point out, and I think we can talk about this, because we talked about, how disappointing he was against old dominion i think it's fair to say that grant wells wasn't stellar however he did put together a better performance
1: he did um now the the Hokies' offense does still scare me a little bit going when they're going to be going Mm -hmm. up against tougher competition um but for games like this i can't be mad i mean they put together a well a good played game um carried by the defense once again, but once the Hokies start getting into the more difficult ACC opponents, NC State, Miami, teams like that, you're going to have to expect a lot more of this offense.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I am right there with you. Um, but I will say there is you know, a lot of that murmur on the Virginia Tech Twitter and whatnot of how bad this team could be and how people weren't excited for the Boston College game. I think this is this is going to immediately quell those fears. It's something that I kind of felt going into this game, that this is a lot more important for Virginia Tech than it was Boston College. Sure, both teams lost, but Tech lost to ODU. Uh, it's really not a great look comparatively to, you know, I, I think most people would take a loss to Rutgers uh, than ODU. And now that you were at home, you needed that win. It's a big win. It's a good win. Um And I think part of the hope as well, uh, something that we heard coming out of camp this past week was that not only was Caleb Smith, like, you know, starting to get ready and whatnot, and he was able to play last night, but Malachi Thomas is also someone who's uh, starting to get, I believe, like, light contact as well. Something that, from what we had originally heard, uh, you know, through the grapevine, was a a little bit of, like, not what we expected here, so... There's a little bit of hope and a little bit of positivity that maybe Malachi Thomas can play against Wofford this coming weekend.
1: Possibly. um, Definitely curious to see how his health is going to be for this upcoming week, but uh, only time will tell for that.
0: And with that in mind, I am also going to go ahead and point out the games that are going to be coming up for either side. Boston College, of course, is going to go ahead and be playing Maine at home in a certain must-win game here in week three. Um, otherwise you're in real trouble um you know Maine is also 0-2 going into this matchup they only have a four percent chance of winning but they lost to Colgate and were shut out by New Mexico so this has to be a guaranteed win and I think um I I feel like we may be in agreement when we say that they should be winning by probably a spread of about four scores
1: I, I agree Maine coming into this game hasn't been looking good um I mean their their starting quarterback uh through through two games has only thrown one touchdown and an in interception, mm-hmm. and their leading rusher has 73 yards on the season. So definitely gonna be interesting to see how that works. Um but yeah, Boston College is in a must-win situation to have mm-hmm. any any kind of hope of one to make a bowl game.
0: Now, certainly on the other end, Virginia Tech is also in a must-win uh, against Wofford. But uh, comparatively to that, at Boston College, just, there's a lot less stress here. Virginia Tech's one and one, uh, and on top of that, even comparatively, to Maine Wofford's worse. Wofford was shut out not only by Chattanooga, but they're also shut out by Elon at their own home stadium. Wofford now coming into Virginia Tech, just they to be completely honest, they just doesn't feel like they have had much of a chance. There's there's not even much to say about this game, other than the fact that. Uh, In all honesty, I think Virginia Tech needs to be, uh, and I think you will agree with this, they they need to have a great offensive performance here uh, to really kind of not only get those players boosted in morale, but also the fan base and whatnot in morale. Uh, I don't want to see a turnover on offense, to be completely honest.
1: Yeah, I'm expecting a a huge game out of Virginia Tech. I want to see at least 300 yards total of offense. Um,
0: I think that's a minimum, yeah.
1: Because, I mean, lawford has not won a game since last September. Yep. And I, I do not want that first win in over a year to be in Blacksburg. I don't think any Hokie wants that.
0: If that's the case, that would actually be an embarrassing result, to be completely honest, if that were to happen. Um, I'm expecting that definite 300 yards minimum. I would definitely say I, my expectations are Grant Wells, who's the uh, – and, You know this is an a, an ask, but I I would say that Grant Wells not to create a turnover. He did do it against Boston College. He should not do it here against Wofford. Um, and part of the reason mentioning Malachi Thomas earlier is if he is close to like really being physically ready, I would like it to be if he is at that point to give him a little bit of a warm up against Wofford. He doesn't have to rush like ten or fifteen times. Don't 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 kill him or anything, but. Give give Malachi Thomas a few touches, maybe like five touches, like what Chance Black is getting for us. Just give him a little bit of touches, get him you know a little bit of the feel of the field, a little bit of the uh, buzz, the home crowd uh, as he's rushing, kind of get him ready to be able to take on West Virginia in a short few days after that.
1: Yeah, um, hopefully Malachi Thomas can come into this game and um, play pretty well. Um, I'm expecting no more than like seven to 10 carries, um, maybe not bringing him in until like we have a a huge lead and just let him start to feel out how he, if he's able to run the ball or what he's able to do if he's just a pass catcher out of the backfield, just, just slowly ease him in.
0: Yeah, certainly let Keyshawn King take the bulk of the rushes. Uh, I'd even say give Chance Black a chance. Jalen Holston hasn't been great to start. I'd really like to see Chance Black get a little bit of an opportunity here against Wofford uh, to see what he can do. Um, And then outside of that, I mean, if we can hold them scoreless as the other two opponents have, that'd be great. Uh, I don't think that's an expectation, though. I think, you know, no matter how bad a football side is, it's a little bit unrealistic to think that they aren't going to score for like four or five games. So I think that's less of the question, more of Virginia Tech needs to make sure that they can cause turnovers. Um, because I think if they can create turnovers on what has been shown to be a weak offense, uh, it's going to be a good sign and a lot of positive momentum going into West, the West Virginia game, uh, where they would then be two and one. They would have come off beating Boston College in a pretty solid fashion. And there's possibility that, well, I, I'm not going to say there's a possibility that West Virginia is going to go in 0 3, but they are 0 2 right now after losing at home to Kansas uh, last night and also losing to Pittsburgh in week one.
1: Yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting uh, upcoming week for the Hokies and the Eagles. Curious to see how both these these games turn out? But like we said, must-win effort for Boston College and um, should be a a bit of a laid-back week for the Hokies.
0: Certainly should
1: be. A little bit of a uh, a,
0: a final recap here for this game. Um, Do you have a man of the match? This is something I hadn't thought about doing last time, but I certainly want to actually implement. It. I think it's a nice idea. I don't know if I'll continue to, but who would be your man of the match?
1: If so, honestly, if I'm thinking man of the match, I got to go. Taj. Tajuan Garbo. I mean, sure. one sack, three tackles for a loss, looked absolutely phenomenal. again to the getting to the quarterback, four QB hurries and a pass deflected, I mean, he he was the main guy on that defense that I was watching all night.
0: Tywin Garbutt was very incredible, but I'm also going to reiterate what I said earlier. Caleb Smith is certainly my man of the match. Uh, to be able to go in there and want to show out for Lane Stadium, to really have that passion for the team when you're banged up certainly means a lot. And then be able to have that incredible one-handed catch, which then capitalizing that drive with a touchdown – you know, it's not like he had an insane amount of touches, but with an overall very strong team performance, uh, I think Caleb Smith is someone that I'd be willing to give that to.
1: So I, I can see that. Um, he definitely did have a, a good game for his mm-hmm. circumstances coming in.
0: Yeah, well, with all that in mind, there's not too much else here to say. Uh, both sides are going to be certainly expecting to get a win next week. And then are going to face a little bit of harder opponents in the week after. Of course, uh, as mentioned, Virginia Tech will have West Virginia on a Thursday night game, and then Boston College will be playing off against Florida, uh, playing against Florida State uh, in Florida. Uh, Florida State currently two and zero with their next game coming up against Louisville. So actually, continuing, uh, uh, they're actually starting their ACC schedule, and certainly an interesting matchup there to start. But with that being said, I want to thank you all so very much for listening here to another episode of the 33 Sports Podcast. Fun little recap here the Boston College game. We'll certainly get you some stuff out here for Wofford. May have some stuff out here for other uh, Virginia Tech sports and overall college and football soon. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to yet another episode. Be on the lookout for more. Uh, and as always, have a great rest of your day.